0: Hi, my name is Marcy Trent Long. Welcome to Sustainable Asia. This is the Plasticity Podcast made in collaboration with Ocean Recovery Alliance. In this series, I try to find out what needs to happen in Asia for us to move away from the plastic linear economy of produce, consume, and discard to create a more circular economy of reuse and recycle. In this episode, what's the infrastructure that needs to be put in place so plastic can be collected and sorted so it can be recycled and used in new products?
1: Our biggest challenge with the circular economy is that it isn't circular and it isn't an economy. Trish Hyde
0: founded the Plastic Circle to promote circular business in
1: Asia. Economy needs supply and demand. So at the moment, the current uh, thinking is, yes, we make, we consume, and then we're going to magically recycle it into something else. And that piece is not being supported enough. We need businesses to have access to good quality supply chain of recovered
0: materials. Getting the plastic material from the bins to the recycler is one of the major challenges of the circular economy here in Asia. Doug Woodring, founder of the Plasticity Forum, agreed.
2: The real cost of recycling is getting the economies of scale in the volumes of plastic that are of the same type quality and cleanliness. The costs associated with the collection and cleaning are really what causes recycling to be uh, problematic in terms of uh, cost advantage versus virgin material.
0: Businesses won't use recycled plastic as long as it's cheaper for them to use new plastic. So what are some of the ways we can make it easier to retrieve usable material from our bins? According to Doug, a simple change in the way we sort our waste can make a big difference in cost.
2: I believe that the sorting in the best possible way globally would be to sort wet and dry. And when you simply separate materials wet and dry, you don't contaminate all the dry material. What it means is you don't put the food waste and the wet waste into the uh, dry it. So If the households and the city's system was to collect all dry waste, including all plastic, which is a little bit pre-washed by the consumer, the chances of recycling would be many, many times greater than today. The real costs come when you aggregate all the materials together, organics and the wet material with the plastic. In that way, neither of those feedstock stream of resources is valuable, you can't use the organics because there's plastic in it and you can't use the plastic because the organics are on it.
0: Government initiatives and campaigns can help to organise consumer behaviour and create large supplies of valuable plastic source material.
1: For the circular economy, I, I believe government regulation needs to actually stop focusing on environmental uh, penalty approach policies but rather look at, as a business opportunity. We have billions of dollars of plastic going to waste. If a country can pull together the right industry dynamics to do that recovery and produce the new material, the rest of the world will buy it. We want to buy recycled content. Using the scale and using the, the social fabric, I think, is really the way to address a circular economy.
0: I spoke with Singapore-based consultant Ashwin Subramaniam about the next challenge, creating accountability in the waste collection system.
3: The second challenge we see is the fact that there is a very fragmented uh, waste collection system. So. There is um, often certain very big players, and then there's very, very small players. For instance, about um, 40 to 45% of waste in most Southeast Asian cities, especially for plastics, has been collected by the informal sector. So when I say informal sector, these are people who are often partially employed by the government to collect waste, but they also have a side business where they collect recyclables. And then you have the recycling pickers who are entrepreneurs, so they just go out there and collect the most valuable things that they can find. And then you have junk shops who sometimes operate with a license, without a license. And then you have uh, the scavengers who work in landfills. So all of these people put together play a very, very important role in making sure the plastics are coming back uh, and getting into the recycling value chain.
0: This informal sector poses problems for larger consumer brands who are required to have a very transparent supply chain.
3: With this sort of um, very loose, uncoordinated supply chain and there's very little transparency, often where the plastic comes from in the previous level, that creates an issue where companies which make pledges often will then struggle with uh, guaranteeing and making sure that the waste is coming from uh, sources which have used environmentally safe practices, socially responsible practices.
0: The skilled workers who make up the informal sector in Asia have a crucial role to play in collecting enough post-consumer plastic, but a lot of their work can't be used for recycling because of a lack of traceability and government oversight.
3: There is um, often a complete lack of data in certain aspects of waste management. Um, For example, we don't know uh, the composition as of yesterday, in municipal solid waste in many countries, because um, the last set of data would have been collected in 2008, 2012, and since then, plastic consumption has increased quite dramatically. So we're making decisions based on 10, five-year-old data sets, and that's not great. So there is a need to really understand what's going on today, and to understand that on an annual basis, so any policy change, anything that the industry does together, we can track and we can see how the progress is being made.
0: So those are the first few steps on the way to a circular economy. First, make sure recyclers have access to plastic that's not contaminated with wet organic waste. Then, through better data gathering, we can improve the collection systems to ensure plastic packaging companies better understand the source of the material they'll use. With that basic framework in place, we can now turn to the recycling facilities themselves. What can be done to lower the cost of recycling plastic in Asia so we can further increase the scale of production? That's on next in the Plasticity Podcast. Special thanks to our sponsors, the Swire Group Charitable Trust, creating positive change in education, marine, and arts Through supporting registered nonprofit organizations, primarily in Hong Kong and Mainland China. And to the RS Group, investing in the future we want to create. If you like what you hear, subscribe to the Sustainable Asia podcast and please give us a rating. Show notes are posted on our website, sustainableasia.co. The Plasticity podcast is produced by Sustainable Asia in collaboration with Ocean Recovery Alliance. The series was created by me, Marcy trent written, edited, and mixed by Sam Beckamans. The music in the episode is made from repurposed and recovered waste items by Alexander Mobison. Learn more about his music at KaleLover.net.